<laughs> oh, hallelujah. Turn in your Bibles once more this morning, if you would please, to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you hungry today? I heard my wife as she got up on Wednesday and said, do you have an appetite? That's right, so good. Do you have an appetite for God's Word? You know, Brother Hagin said, the Word will begin to work for you when you get thrilled with it. Amen. Yeah. And that speaks to what we've been talking about uh, for the last couple of weeks is our approach to the Word matters. Uh, what we get out of it, uh, what we gain, what we glean, what we see, what we hear, the revelation, the light that comes, uh, is largely up to us. Have you all ever had a situation where you saw something that changed your life from the, from the Bible and you tried to make a family member see what you saw? <laughs> You tried to get them, you just, and you didn't, I, I, I tried, and I, I couldn't get many people to be as excited about being healed as I was. And uh, finally, I just had to realize, I'm just going to have to back off here, because I'm just not doing anything but making them mad. And uh, Pastor Keith Moore, he was, he's been ministering at uh, Brother Copeland's Believers Convention, and uh, I listened to one of those messages, and he, he spoke along this line, something so good. And he said, you do realize that if the Holy Spirit doesn't enlighten them, they will not see it. You cannot make them see it. You can't make another person get it. Only the Holy Spirit can enlighten, right? And cause revelation and real light and understanding, even though the text is just right there plain. Remember what I told you, the Word is encrypted. The light, the truth, the power, the faith generating power in the Word, the healing power, delivering power, it's in the Word. Hebrews 4.12 says that the Word of God is alive. Did y'all come church ready to help me today? Amen. The Word of God is alive. It's a living thing. It's quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. But it sure lands dull on some folks. It doesn't seem to have the effect on some folks. Amen. And that is because if they aren't interested, then the Holy Ghost doesn't enlighten. He's not going to force someone to see something they're not interested in seeing. And this is why when we witness to some, and we still should, when we're led, when we have opportunity, we should witness. Because faith does come by hearing. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Isn't it interesting it didn't say, how shall they hear without a Bible? The Bible's so vitally important. Amen. But praise God, God has anointed light to come as the Bible's preached. God has ordained salvation to come to sinners through the foolishness of preaching. Amen. That's why some of these, we're not diminishing the Bible at all, but some of these books like this are so, that we don't elevate them ever above the Word. But I tell you what, when you have someone who's got light, a preacher or a teacher, who's going to take a specific Bible subject, he's going to basically preach it to you in a written form. Amen. How many of you know we could send Bibles all over the world and people could read them, but without a preacher? If all we needed was a Bible, why would, why did God ordain preaching? Why have church? Why come? And, and I've had a lot of people tell me that over the years. Oh, I love God. I just have church at home. No, you don't. No, you don't. Not according to the Bible definition, you don't. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And how shall they hear without a preacher? How, there should, how will there be a preacher unless they're sent? Amen. I'm telling you, there's power in positioning yourself where you can hear. Amen. Amen. Don't want to get ahead of myself, praise God. And so we're, we've been talking for a number of weeks now about living by faith, learning to live by faith, covering ground. You know, November, we're going to have a big celebration, celebrating 20 years of pastoral ministry here. And it's not just a celebration over Amber and I. Come on. It's a celebration of, of what God's done, God's plan, us, our part in it. And, uh, you know, anyway, but we've covered this ground a lot, many times over a 20-year period. And, uh, but, you know, we just need to cover it again. Because uh, I hadn't got it all. Amen. And I know you, if I hadn't got it all, you hadn't got it all either. Amen. 
So begin reading with me, Romans chapter 10, I'll read along, you follow. And uh, beginning in verse number 6, But the righteousness which is of faith. So this means a person who has been born again, they've been made the righteousness of God, they're a child of faith. Now notice, faith speaks. Do you see that? Faith speaks on this wise, which means like this. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ from the dead. What does this mean? It simply means someone who's born again and in faith. Faith does not say, oh, somebody bring Jesus down. Oh, somebody bring some bring Jesus up. We know where Jesus is. Amen. And we know how to interact with Him. And we know how to walk by faith. So faith doesn't say, oh, come down or oh, come up. No, we, we walk by faith in these things. Amen. Glory to God. Now, verse 8. Praise God. But what saith it? Now, what saith it? What is, what is faith? The righteousness that is of faith. Notice it says this. Faith says this. The word is near me, near thee, even in my mouth. And in my heart, in your mouth, and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Skip all the way down to verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. So this morning I want to uh, talk about this dynamic between uh, the Word in two places. Notice it says, the righteousness of faith speaks this way. The Word is near thee in your heart and in your Mouth. If you have something to mark your Bible with this morning, I want you to note the references of the Word in two places. The heart and the mouth. Notice with me this morning the linkage between the Word and where it is to be. In the heart and in the mouth. Everyone say, my heart, my mouth. So, notice again in verse 8. Mark these as you see them. But what saith it? The word is near thee, even in my mouth and in my heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Verse 9. That if you will confess, how many of you know that happens in your mouth, with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you can note that reference to the mouth there, and shall believe in your heart, there's another reference to the heart, that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now notice verse 10 reverses the order. For with the heart, make a note of that again, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Notice if my count is right, three times in three verses... We have a faith linked. The faith of God is linked to the Word of God being in two places in your life. In your heart and in your mouth. In your heart and in your mouth. Real faith is of the heart. Real faith, Bible faith is of the heart, not the head. You need to get this as a revelation. You do not and cannot believe God that will get results with your mind. It does not say, for with the mind you believe. It says, with the heart. Now the heart is a reference to not your blood pump. Your blood pump can't believe anything. It's a muscle that pumps blood. The heart here is a reference to the real you, the spirit man on the inside, or your spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, don't turn there, would be a great verse to reveal and prove to you that man in creation by divine design is a three-part being. You're not that body sitting there. Oh, thank God, right? 
Amen. Praise God. You're not that. That's not you. It's just the house you live in. How many of you know you would need a specific suit, if you will, to go to the moon? Now, you're not the space suit. But you're just in something that allows you to function in that environment. What happens if you lose the suit? You leave. You, 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 right, you don't have the right to stay and conduct yourself in that environment anymore. But you're not, you're not the, that suit anymore that me going to my barn makes me a cow or a horse or a goat. Well, what am I then? I am a spirit. So are you. We are created in the likeness and image of God, and God is a spirit. John 4 tells us that. Many verses tell us that. God is an eternal spirit. You know, you're going to live somewhere forever. You're never not going to be you. You're never not going to be conscious. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, they could dope you up, put you in a medically induced coma, right? Your, mind, your brain not be active, but your spirit and your soul, the eternal part of you, is going to live on forever. And that's true whether you're a Christian or not. Right? You're going, we're, you're going to live on and be you somewhere for eternity. Someday stick around, know us long enough, we'll all get together and celebrate Rex's one millionth birthday. <laughs> and yours too. The question is not are we going to live forever. The question is where? And with whom? That's the eternal question. Well, so you are a spirit. And you have a soul. You have a soul. You possess a soul. Your soul is made up of your mind. Your will and your emotions. And that's the, the soul is the seat or the house of your personality. Right? But the real essence of who you are is your spirit. And it's with your spirit, right, that you believe God. We say, well, Pastor, I'm confused because I'm just finding out this morning I am a spirit. How do I even locate my spirit? Oh, it's not hard. You ever had this weird moment where you've, you just had this conscious moment of, I'm not this thing, but I'm in this thing? You ever had that moment before? Amen. Well, your spirit has a conscience, uh, has a voice and it speaks to you every day. It's your conscience. So if you're like me and you try to, you know, leave your shopping cart where it's not, it's not supposed to be at the store... There's something, my mind says, you're in a hurry, everybody does it. Your brain says, everybody does it, you're in a hurry, it's not going to hurt. He's got to pick up 45 other carts that are not in the same place anyway. It's job security for this guy, just go on. But some voice down in here bothers me as I walk off from it. And I have to just go back, get the cart, and someone else's too sometimes. And put it where it ought to go. Well, what is that? That's your spirit. The real you on the inside that's got God in it. That part of you that after you got born again, you didn't, what is going on with me? I'm like two people now. I used to be in unity. We all just drank and cussed and and we were every part of me was in agreement. Yay who, no problem. But I get born again and I still got part of me that wants to go party and drink and cuss. But now I got a war on the inside. I got this voice on the inside that says, No, 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 don't do that. Be sweet, be holy, be right, go to church, read your Bible, pray. <laughs> Is that right? You're like, what? I, I, I accepted Jesus and something has happened to me and I'm, I'm at war with myself on the inside. I said, yeah, they didn't tell you that. We don't tell people that until the later class. <laughs> but what, ha- what has happened is God moved in to your spirit. And now He's going to pull you, the real you, the right way, all the time. But your flesh, your mind... You still got from the world. And it has to be retrained. And it has to be put down. It has to be dominated. It has to be ruled. Are you with me? 
Well, it's with that spirit, with your heart, that you believe God. And there's no struggle there. Uh, he's in there and He's mighty and He believes. And it's, it's not hard, but it is hard when you try to do this faith thing with your, with your brain. It's here. I said it's here. For with the heart, man believes. Well, we've been focusing on verse 17 uh, for a good while, but I believe because the Spirit's emphasizing it. This faith, faith to know without seeing heaven. I've never seen with these eyes. I've never seen Jesus. I've never, I know Him. I've heard of Him. I've never seen my name written in the Lamb's book, but I know. See, I know that it's there. I know heaven's my home. I know. I'm not afraid of dying. I know if my bo- if I lay my body down, that I, I'm going to be present with the Lord. Faith knows. Faith has that, right? And uh, praise God. Well, it's with that. It's that same conviction, that same faith that we believe God for our healing and to be filled with the Spirit and to be protected, to receive our money and every other good thing from God. But we need to understand that this faith that produces this belief that can believe something your mind wants to reject, it comes at the hearing of the Word of God. Right? And uh, so we want to talk about this, how to get this faith in our heart. With the heart, man believes, and with the mouth, confession is made. Amen? Go with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 4. And I want to talk about, again, about this dynamic of the Word in the heart and it's spilling over in the mouth, and that's how we live and walk by faith. Amen. Now, you should do something with your mind. It's critically important you do something with your mind. But what you do with your mind is you renew it. You train it to think differently. You train it to think in line with God. In line with the Word. And the reason you want to do that is because the more your mind becomes renewed, your mind will fight your heart less. You want real victory. Are you all listening to me today? Real victory in life comes when you begin to live out of your spirit instead of your head. That's what's going to salt and pepper your life with a supernatural flavor. It's what's going to set you apart from the man out there who doesn't know God. This daycare that's been such a blessing, such a blessing, that was started, the natural mind would not have started it in the middle of a pandemic when other daycares were sadly shutting down and never reopening. But I'm not living out of my head and pros and cons and all of that stuff that the natural man is limited to, I'm living here. I'm endeavoring to. I'm living here. I'm living here. The, the, the home we have, God gave us that. Amen. It's not palatial or nothing, but it's getting better every day, you know, as we work on it. And, but, but it's a gift from God to us. And we're so honored and glad that God was so generous with us. Amen. But our, our, we wouldn't have got that house if we followed our head. Because the head says, look at the budget. The head says, you can't have a house until you sell a house. But had we done that, that house would have been, because, you know, they're in high demand, and they would have been, it would have been gone. And you know, it is good business sense not to buy a house till you sell a house. But when the heart, when the Holy Ghost says, that trumps everything. Amen. So here in Proverbs chapter 4. Uh-uh-uh. Y'all, y'all give me a little liberty. Keep, stay here, stay here, but keep going back toward the front of your Bible and go to Joshua chapter 1 before we go to Proverbs. Joshua chapter 1. I want to be really good at faith. Faith is where my victory is. Amen. Faith is how I receive from my Father. All the good things Jesus bought and purchased for me and for you, it's going to be received by faith. You want to be really good at faith. Y'all excited to hear about faith today? 
Amen. Joshua chapter 1. Of course, Moses is dead. Joshua is the new leader. Uh, He has now been given the task to do what the great Moses could not do, and that was get the children of Israel over into the promised land. So God shows up and begins to speak and encourage uh, Joshua as he begins to set out in this new assignment. Joshua chapter 1 verse 7 says, God says to him, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. Now really for us, uh, he's referring to the word of God, isn't he? We have more word than Moses had, other books of the Bible that have come since. So for us, we could be more holistic, say the word of God. And so he said, do not turn from it, not to the right or to the left. Now notice that you may prosper wherever you go. Now do you see that? What's true for Joshua is true for you. What's true for Joshua and God is true for me. My prosperity, I want to prosper wherever I go. God sends me to India on a mission trip, I want to prosper there. God sends me down to Mexico on a mission trip, I want to prosper there. Amen? Glory to God. How about you? Well, what is tied, what is linked to prospering wherever you go? Being faithful and strong and courageous to do what? To do what's written. It's all about the Word, isn't it? It's all about the Word. Then this wonderful key, you probably know it, verse number 8. It is often quoted. Notice what it said. God said to him, this book of the law shall not depart, notice this, from your mouth. This word shall not depart out of your mouth. Now, these passages that are sounding familiar are separated by millennia. Paul speaking in Romans, right? Joshua speaking here, at least 2,000 years. Of history, notice God hadn't changed a bit in how He works. You could go back two more thousand years from this date, back to Genesis, as my wife's pointed out, and how is God working? He is speaking words of faith out of His heart, out of His being, and they're coming to pass. So from Genesis, advanced two thousand years to Moses and Joshua. It's all about the Word in the heart, we'll see that in a moment, and in the mouth, words of faith spoken, that's how God rolls. This is how God does things. And we are created as spirits in the likeness and image of God. We are to imitate Him. This is how He works. Old covenant, this is how it worked. New covenant, Paul teaching the Roman Christians who are born again and spirit-filled, if you confess in your with your mouth and believe in your heart, God hasn't changed His method. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. God is telling Joshua how he's going to succeed in his life, even though he's going to face impossibilities. Great odds, great foes, great battles are going to be fought. Here's what he tells him. Amen. He didn't say, go get the best AR-15 you can find. He didn't say, go get the best military training you can get. None of that's bad. But notice what God gave him. He said, this word... Come on, this word shall not depart from where? Out of your mouth. But you shall meditate. That word means it means to ponder it. Think about it. Dwell on it. Feed on it. Imagine it. Talk it. You know what happens? The word heart is not mentioned here, but it gets in you. If, if all you do is talk something, and all you do is think about something, I mean, some of us, you know, I'm not picking, but we just, we kind of all have our deal. And, but we could take some things, some things you can tell what they have in them in abundance. Cars. They tell you, they think about it, they talk about it. That's all they, they talk, they think, they, they, and they're feeding on, they're pondering, they're imagining. And I'm not saying it's not, not good to have a thing. Amen. Praise God. But some, some of us, it's other, whatever it is. But notice, that gets in your heart. You know, it's been, what? I graduated high school in 1991. 91. That is 30 years ago. And back then, I listened to some stuff. Some secular music stuff. But listen, it's been, it's been decades. 
since I heard that. And do you know that I'll be walking along minding my own business and I'll hear this, dan, 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 dan. And you could sing it with me, right? Back in black. And here we go. And ball, and all that junk. And now I have... Where's that? By feeding on it back then. Listening to it. Immersing myself in it. Playing air guitar in my bedroom. Right? It's that resident that it got in my heart. Right? This is what we're talking about. The dynamic of faith of the Word of God in two places. Amen. It's supposed to, and God knows this, He's trying to get Joshua over in this flow. The Word of God, thinking about it, meditating on it, day and night, in your mouth. Why? That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then. If you have something to mark, you ought to not forget that. For then. Not when God sees fit. Not when God decides to rain some blessing down on your life. He put this all on Joshua, didn't He? Your victory, your success, you can prosper wherever you go, but you've got to do this. You've got to have my word in your heart, meditating on it, thinking about it, and talking it all the time. Why? So that you will do it. That you will apply it. Because when you do, you will. Didn't say I will. You will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Do you see it? My prosperity, my success, Josh, is just like Joshua's, depends on what do I do with the Word. What do I do with the Word? Now go to Proverbs 4. Hopefully you kept your place. Proverbs 4. Now, you know, I'm, I don't have my timeline set, you know, too good, but it was what well, from Adam to Moses is about two. Right, or Adam to Abraham, about two. Abraham, Moses, about two more. Right, no, no. Abraham to, Genesis to Moses, 2,000 years. You've got 2,000 years of the law, then Jesus shows up. We're 2,000 years ahead of that. 6,000 years almost of human history. Amen. We don't know exactly where we are on the calendar. And every place you go in the chronology of the timeline, God is dealing with people and He is telling them the same thing. So here we're talking about Solomon and David, right? We're talking a long way from Je- a long way from Joshua. Look at Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty. My son, my daughter, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Hebrews says Hebrew scholars say that literally means to bend over, incline your ear, and pay close attention. How does faith come? Hearing by the Word of God. So this father's telling his son, here's how to have a heart full of faith. Son, you've got to attend to the Word of God. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them, the words, not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Someone tell me why while I flip a page in my notes. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. That word in the Hebrew, health, means it literally means medicine. 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 Praise God. Oh, I wish I could get people... To receive that. Like a child. Just receive it. What does it say? It says, for the word of God is life and health to all your flesh. Oh, I wish I could get you to see that this is as true, more true than vitamins, than your diet, than chemotherapy, than your blood pressure medication. This, oh, that's you're a simpleton. I am. I guess. But I don't know what we're doing here. 
Church, I, I don't know what we're doing here. What are we doing? If this isn't real, right. if this isn't true, y'all hear my heart? Amen. I, I, God didn't call me 500 and whatever miles from my house in Norman, Oklahoma to hear to entertain or to help you feel religious. I want no part of that. Is there anything the Holy Spirit wants to help you see that this Word is alive? It is from the God who made everything. He made everything, how? With His words. He made your body. And if there's something wrong with it, take your medicine. The Word is like medicine. But you have to take it. You have to take I can't make you take it. You find the healing Scriptures and you, you do what God told Joshua to do. You meditate on them day and night. You speak them. You talk them. You eat them. You feed on them. You imagine them in your life. I've had people, you've heard me tell the story. They, they missed work. They cost money. They spent... They suffered. They put themselves through horrific procedures. Having things injected in them, trying to fight off a cancer, I could not get them interested in taking this medicine. (laughs) They didn't believe it. So if the doctor couldn't get it to them, and I'm all for what the doctor can do, please. They all died. Because they they gave more honor and more regard to natural things than they did God's things. Mm -hmm. And when natural things fail and they will, you're left with that. We're just gonna I'm just gonna bury you and move on. Amen. I'll kiss you on the forehead and see you on the other side. I'm not trying to get gushy on you, I'm just trying to tell you, please hear me. Amen. Now, some of your finances really need medicine. <laughs> and if the Word of God is life to your flesh, it's life to your marriage, it's life to your family, it's life to your spirit, it's life to your finances. You don't have to live on Prozac. You don't have to live on antidepressants. Young people, you don't have to kill yourself. God's got better. Well, let's try to go on here. For they are life. But notice he's talked about your approach. You've got to be all in toward the Word. Then what I'm trying to get up to is look at verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Amen? For out of it are the issues of life. Listen to that in the Amplified Translation. Keep and guard your heart with all diligence and above all that you guard. Guard your heart. For out of it flows, flows the springs of life. Out of your spirit, your spirit is the wellspring of all things. Your spirit is the wellspring. All the issues that pertain to your life, your health, your joy, your peace, your safety, your everything's going to flow. You're not just a victim to what happens to you out there. Out of your spirit, you're a divine being. You're created in the God class. You're created in God's likeness and image. You're a faith child of a faith God. But see, it's out of your heart that's going to spring forth all the issues of life. Other translations say the wellspring. The wellspring of all of the... You could say it this way, the fountainhead. The fountainhead of all things for you is your heart. It's your spirit. Notice what he told him. Guard it then. Amen. What if you're in the desert and you find a spring? You find a spring. You're going to let any, some chucker and jiver come along and poison that? 
contaminate that, litter in that. You are going to protect the purity because out of that fountainhead comes the sustaining element of your life. Your life. Amen. So the Bible writer here says, guard your heart above all things. Above everything that you guard, guard your heart, guard your spirit. Now, why? Why, why would I have to guard something? Because there are things that won't end. And Satan would love nothing more than to poison the wellspring of your heart with hurt, bitterness, anger, offense, hatred, bigotry, fear, doubt, negativity, criticism, unbelief, evil, sin, and poison the wellspring of our heart. Listen, because out of our heart, our heart is the wellspring. This is why you have all these Old and New Testament connections to put the Word in your heart. Fill your heart with the Word. Because that, because when you put the Word in your heart, it's, that's the fountain spring. And so what comes out of you is what you put in. And what you put in is life. Divine life. God's Word. It's healing, it's victory, it's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's meekness, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's temperance, it's self-control. Amen? It is optimism, it is healing, it is victory. Your, your heart, your spirit's like dirt. Dirt don't care. Dirt don't care. Bird comes along and, and drops some weed seed. In your pure soil. Soil don't care. It'll grow the vine. It'll grow the thorn. It'll grow the weed. It'll grow, it'll grow whatever. Your spirit. It will. Mm, fling forth. And produce. Whatever. You put in it. And if you put God's word on healing. Out of your spirit. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And if you get God's word in your heart. And then it comes out of your mouth. You're going to have a good crop. You're going to have a good crop. We talked about this in Connect class this morning. Do not say as you get older. Do not say I'm slipping. Do not say I'm losing. it. Do not say I can't drive at night. That's how people end up 50 years old and they can't drive at night. Scared to leave. Fears in their heart. Listen, there's it, this COVID stuff. It's from the. It is spewed forth from the pit of hell. And yeah, it wants to kill. But it, it's going to do a lot more. It's going to paralyze a lot more people than it does kill. And he's happy with that. It may not kill everybody. But it'll kill churches if they let it. It'll kill ministries if they let it. It'll kill your peace if you let it. It'll kill your sanity if you let it. It'll kill your finances if you let it. So don't sit around on Facebook or whatever and fill your heart with junk. Fill your heart with fear and fill your heart with COVID. Why don't you fill your heart with Psalm 91 and get with your pastor on this a little bit. Amen. Glory to God. Your heart is soil. Your soil will produce whatever you put in it. This writer knows this. David talking to his son, Solomon, whoever it is. My son, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Amen. Just go back one chapter to Proverbs 3. We're almost done. Amen. You need to get the Word of God in two places. You need to get the Word of God in your heart. And your mouth is the portal. Things get in and things get out. You know, talking about the people getting getting way old, way young. You know, I'm up here and I'm gonna I'm gonna brag on Brother Richard here. Dad Richard over here is are you are you eighty yet? Eighty years young. And he did the church grounds this week. 
while we were away. Walked around in this heat and humidity with a weed eater trimming hedges, mowing grass, weed eating. You know why he can do that at 80? He thinks he can. I said he thinks he can. You know, he and Betty are business owners, entrepreneurs, movers and shakers. Boy, I could really go that way, but I don't get old. You get old, you get unuseful. And I'm not talking about a number. Mom, how old are you now? Knowing I'm supposed to ask that of a lady. You'll be 81 in October. It comes to every, every time the doors are open. You're here. Do you drive yourself? You don't feel 81. Don't look 81. Don't think 81. And listen, I don't mean to leave anybody out, a lot of you that way, but some people are 30 years younger, and when the sun starts to go down, they won't go for ice cream. And there's nothing wrong with their eyes. But their heart is paralyzed. I'm not criticizing. I am not making fun. I am not. I, I'm, I'm, I, God help me, I wouldn't do that to you. But we rob ourselves, we cheat ourselves, we fall so fall short. We take ourselves out of the game, out of the war, out of the war. And we sit on the sidelines when we ought to be our most fruitful, our most useful. Our young people need the older ones. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3. I'll step down off my soapbox. But I don't know, you guys, I just love that. I love that. That's how Moses got to 120. He's busy for God. He's not thinking about, you know, he's not reading birthday cards. Talking, you know, you know, it was so hard to get my wife a birthday card. My, birth, my wife is what, 30? 30 years old? So? It's just so hard. You know, because all the cards are, hey, we're falling apart. <laughs> we need, somebody needs to go in the good... Card business. Put some faith in there. Amen. Who are you mad at? Not, not anybody. Amen. Alright, chapter 3. We're almost done. Chapter 3, verse 1. Proverbs 3, verse 1. My son, forget not my law. That's the word. But let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days. And long life. And peace. Woo! Anybody want that? I want the t-shirt. Long, length of days. Long life. And peace. They shall add to thee. What will? The words. The words. But where must the words be? How do they get there? How, do the, how does the word get... By hearing it and by speaking it. You know, obviously when you speak it, Brother Jerry, you hear it. The most efficient way to get the Word in you is for you to say it. You're going to listen to yourself far more efficiently than you'll listen to me. You can flat school yourself into faith just by start talking the Word. And you might not believe it at first. Your heart may not believe it at first. That's okay. Just keep dropping the seeds in there. Amen? I like this. Length of days. I believe this overcomes genetics, environment, diet, plagues, pandemics. (laughs) Length of days. Long life. And peace they shall add to thee. Let not mercy and truth. You know truth is the word. Let not truth forsake you. Bind them about thy neck. You know the Jews took this literally. They would wear the word. What does it go on and say? It says bind them upon your fingers. And they would walk around with scriptures. Etched on fabric. Their prayer 
the, their prayer garments that they wore. The priestly garment. All symbolism, all reminding them of the word. Orthodox Jews will have a little uh, container posted on the outside of their door. The entrance of their home. And inside is a small wrapped up scroll of the Torah. The first five books of the Bible. See, God taught those Jewish people. It's all about the word. My word. Do my word. Don't forget my word. Don't turn from my word. Don't add to my word. Just do my word. Believe my word. Speak my word. And you'll have all this. Of course they didn't. Amen. So, bind them about thy neck. Write them. Oh, here's where we're going to close. Write them. Write them on the tablet, the table of your heart. Uh, Did you get that? Proverbs 7, last passage. Just flip a page or two. Proverbs 7. Do you get the pattern over and over and over again? So Proverbs 7 verse 1 says, My son, my daughter, keep my words. I love this. It says, Lay up my commandments with, with thee. King James says with thee. Anybody have a new King James with them? What does yours say? It says within. The Hebrew is within, not with. This is the word with me. That's not what he means. The word should be within me. Well, my wife was preaching on out of John fifteen seven. If my if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask whatever you will, and it will be done unto. But the word has to be where alive, alive in you. So this says lay up. The amplified says. Lay up for use when needed. And the Lord, when I saw that this weekend, the Lord spoke to me and He said, this is why many of my Christians come to crisis moments in life. and They don't have the stuff. They failed to lay up the Word for a time of crisis. They meet the crisis of life with an empty pantry. With a heart empty of the Word. So today, if things are good for you, great. Take time. Lay up healing word. Lay up prosperity word. Lay up the promises of God in your heart for a day when you'll need it. Because then you could be coming along, you left your Bible at home and you meet a crisis, but you laid up the word of God in your heart and the Holy Ghost has something to quicken to you. And faith comes by hearing the quickened word. And you have it in your heart and the Holy Spirit has something to work with. And you can meet the crises and the needs of life with a heart full of faith. So I won't have you turn there, but in Psalm 45 verse 1, David said, my heart overflows with a good theme. King James says, my heart is indicting a good matter. In other words... He said, my heart overflows with good things. He said, I address my song, my song to a king. My tongue is like the pen of a ready writer. Amen. Amen. You guys ever gone to some place where they had the sketch lady, the sketch guy? They said, oh, come sit down, we'll do a caricature. And they have this blank canvas, Right? You have one of some of the kids, I think, at home. Blank canvas. That guy sits down, just looks over, starts doing this, right? Well, he does a few of these. Does it look like them? No. But if he just keeps at it, he just keeps writing on the tablet, the image he's looking at is transferred. David said, My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. The Bible commands us that we should write the Word of God on the tablet of our heart. Store it up for a future day. How do you do it? My God, my God shall supply all my need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus.
For He, right, bore my sin in His own body on the tree. That I, being dead unto sin, might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes I was healed. See? And you saying it once may not get that full image written on your heart. But you say it again, and again, and again, and again. And you push away all the doubt, and all the fear, and all the unbelief. And you're focused up on the Word. And you're talking that, and you're talking that, and you're talking that. And you're meditating on it like Joshua. And your heart is indicting a good theme. That word indicting in the Hebrew means to gush forth. Look at what David produced out of his spirit. He, the Israel's songbook. The Psalms. It came from the overflow. He gave himself so much to the presence of God and to the Word of God that out of him gushed forth psalms, hymns, truths, spiritual songs. Amen? I want to leave you with this today. What's gushing up out of your heart? If I kicked your bucket and put a little pressure on you, what's coming out of you in abundance? If it's not the promises of God, if it's not the Word of God, then it's not in there in sufficient abundance. Your job, my job in these last days, right, to live separate from everything going on in the world, is to make sure we've got the Word of God in two places. In our heart and in our mouth. In our heart and in our mouth. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Did you get something out of that this morning? You guys were really, you really drew good on me today. Praise God. Thank you. Amen. Let's stand up on our feet this, uh, this afternoon. Praise